Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Everybody Fits Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Kim. And this week we've got the lovely Hope Hudson on with us. Hi Hope, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah. Um, so my name is Hope. I have been working in the fitness industry since 2017. So it's like six is that six years I'm not very good at math so that's about six years now um started part-time and then when pandemic hit and I lost my previous job I was like right this is it we're going in head first now full-time um which I'd wanted to do for ages um and I've always had a very similar stance to you two in terms of how I approach training with my clients is that it's more of a body neutral perspective we don't have a heavy focus on fat loss and it's more about how we're feeling so yeah that's kind of me in a nutshell it's really interesting that it took lockdown for you to go full-time doing it because in in most circumstances that would be a more terrifying time to kind of launch a a full-on business how did how did you find it well, so I was working in the fashion industry um, part-time and I did want to stop doing that for, it probably had been about six months. And I was saying like, oh, I think I want to stop doing this and just focus on fitness full-time, um, PT full-time. And like people were saying, no, you should keep going because you're good at it and blah, blah, blah. So working, we were then working with factories in China. So the pandemic hit them earlier before we went into lockdown. So I lost my job before we went into lockdown. So I could then start like gathering my thoughts and just being like, right, I'm just going for it really. Um, And then we had lockdown. So that was fun. But because I hadn't established that much at that point, I think it actually became really easy to switch and be like, I'm going to do this online thing. Like I don't have any many ties elsewhere. Like I had a few face-to-face clients, but it was easier, I think, to be a bit more adaptable and be like, okay, well, this is going to work for right now. So let's just give it a go. And how, like, how have you found it? Just adapting from like the, because the fashion industry and the fitness industry, if anything, you were kind of with our attitudes of, you know, inclusive training, health at every size and it's it's almost like you're at loggerheads with the fashion industry because yeah. you're consistently trying to find brands and labels that are size inclusive. So did that kind of fuel the fire for you almost or um I think so. For me, it was more the fast fashion aspect of it that I was like, I just don't want to keep contributing to this, which I think also does <laughs> play into kind of like the inclusivity of sizing and all that stuff. I was like, I'm just so done with this. It's not fun trying to make a jumper as cheap as possible anymore. Yeah. <laughs> really. Um so yeah, they think they do kind of they both have their toxic elements to them a hundred percent that's makes it not fun. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. It's quite funny. Um, because I I got a degree in fashion design and I um Me too. <laughs> I used to have a fashion label <laughs> and it was it was um I was deep in sort of diet culture when I was uh when I when I was working in it and um my top sizes were um 14 
uh, a size 14 um, and it was because it was um, ethically made it was all made to order stuff and and the the argument was um because the fabric was expensive I, I can't go up any any higher because then it means that I have to charge more and the clothes were already expensive um and it was also the styles that I was designing weren't gonna look good on a on a, on a larger body as as what I when I was designing but then obviously that's what we're fighting against and then once I sort of started and, and fashion wasn't really ever anything that I um it was something that I was passionate about but it's fitness has always been something that I've, I've been passionate about and it's it's difficult because you can you can understand in a way that okay yeah the the you need to charge more for, for for more fabric but then also it doesn't make very good business sense because then it's like we'll just charge more for, you know just charge the same price for for everyone um but yeah it it's it's quite an, it's quite an interesting topic I, I think with and I think that it's it's different with fast fashion as well it's like you you you've got you know the, these companies have got you know the the contacts and the ways and and the, the, you know to produce the garments and you know to to actually bring out designs that are going to be um you know great for plus size and larger bodies yeah um, yeah 100% yeah. I think you're already i mean especially this is in the fast fashion industry really you're already so limited on what you can do with like straight size bodies and designs. And I think that's the hurdle that they face really. Mm. Um, especially because I was doing knitwear and the machines, you're capped at a certain width on the machines as well. Mm. And you know, then you like got to think about, okay, so where are the seams gonna go and all this kind of stuff. Mm. So it's difficult, but it should be thought about more. Oh, definitely. It, it, it Just because it's, it's difficult, that's definitely no, reason to and actually if you think from a, a business standpoint they're missing out on a, a massive market yeah, um sure. there's a a lot of of um people in larger bodies that need to and want to look good in, in clothes and that are passionate about fashion and it's just it's a bit bit of ridiculous thing that there's this massive market that that very little people are talk, talking or thinking about yeah i do think it's getting it's getting better, but it's still not good enough. And I think one of the, the biggest issues that I've got with it is if people are in a, a larger body, it's almost like they have to pay a premium for a brand to create a, a size in their li a line in their size, which is ridiculous. It's absolutely, it's, it's, and that is not necessarily the fault of the brand. It just seems to be that it's it's brands that are naturally already more expensive that are starting to be more size inclusive rather than like you're talking about the fast fashion brands. Um, but hopefully it will improve. We've just, just got to keep hoping that it gets better. And it's a catch-22 as well of, I'm sure you're the same, I try and buy from brands that are size inclusive but then at the same time I am very aware of like my finances so it's 
and then you feel guilty it's almost like um buying this sounds ridiculous but when you're looking at like meat and vegetables and like you want to buy like organic or free range or because you want to make sure that everything's being done to a best and not even the best standards but the fairest yeah and it's so unfair it's 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 inequality that's all it is isn't it but yeah I don't have a fashion degree but I can still see I can still see it I mean yeah. <laughs> me and my uh my nice stripy top and hoodie over here oh, oh well uh you you go away Amy Hope and I will just have a uh, right. talk about fashion <laughs> how did you like how did your love of fitness kind of begin because you are so passionate on social media and what I really love about your posts more than anything is they're so informative but you can understand them so you can take really complex and intricate subjects and you can make them understandable like you put them into layman's terms whereas not everybody has that ability well I'm not academic at all (laughs) so I always think of it like how if I hadn't of done the work that I've done how would I best understand this and that doesn't come from me having to go and google a shit ton of words after reading something like honestly um I think I'm really passionate about making things more accessible and showing many routes to an outcome and that there are so many routes but i first got into fitness through um I can never say her name but do you remember Kayla is it like Itzins or something oh yeah the BBG guides the bikini body guides so like that was my entry level to fitness and very much like okay cool here's this after picture wow it's only 12 weeks I'm gonna go for it right like did the program oh I look pretty much the same so I'll just do it again I remember seeing there was this woman that had So there was probably like nine pictures on the Instagram square. So she had done it, what, 12 times nine? I can't do that maths. Over that many weeks. And I just remembered that in my brain. I was like, oh, okay. So it took her to do it nine times before she started looking like that, apparently. So I was like, so I'm just going to keep going. And they weren't enjoyable in any way. Not that exercise has to be enjoyable all the time. It doesn't have to be. But these really weren't enjoyable. And it was the only thing I thought was the right way to go about it in like know anything else hadn't like broadened my horizons at all um and then I uh, there was a local gym near to me that did pole dancing classes and I was like just gonna go for it it's something new isn't it it'll be fun there's like a dance element to it um and you know like turn up fully head to toe covered in like a million layers like oh, I'm not getting my body out. Absolutely not. And then like week after week, my confidence grew like so much just from, so I was doing that maybe like two or three times a week. And then the outfits get smaller and smaller and you just start care. I just started caring less about my body, which was like, it was really cool. Like it was just really like, and I know I'm coming from a place of privilege when I talk about this, but like I'd never felt that confident in my skin before rather than when I was like dancing around a pole. And then it was like, okay, how do I get stronger now so that I can get better at this? 
And then I had somebody, um, so this gym, they had their gym as well. And I had somebody helping me monthly to like get stronger. And it all just seemed to click that I was like, this is amazing. And like, obviously with like reading as well, um, I read Just Eat It by Laura Thomas. And I was just like, what the fuck have we been doing all this time? Like, and then these two things together, like getting stronger, dancing for enjoyment and feeling empowered. I was like, we just go about so many things the wrong way. Like the focus just isn't where the focus should be. And from that point on, I was like, right, I'm, I'm going to do my degree because I want to give a different option. Like, do you want to get strong for X, Y, and Z? Let's work on that together and make it a really empowered, beautiful journey rather than just thinking, how can I shrink myself, really? Mm. That's incredible. Right, so you said you did your degree. What did you do a degree in? Knitwear. It's like while you're doing the whole fashion degree, this is where you you kind of started at the same time. Yeah. So well, I actually did a master's as well in in knitwear. Um. So yeah, this was during my master's that I started exercising. Really, it's so interesting because you saying all of that. I so I. I started running and that was kind of a win. But the way I got into strength training was I went to a full fitness class (laughs) and I absolutely loved it. And same as you week on week, it was like, I'll shed another layer, I'll shed another layer. And I think what's incredible with things like that is it's like, it's a community. Like there was people of all shapes and sizes and you know how people always say, oh, but they'll never be able to lift themselves up and fall. I swear there was a girl there that must have been, I mean, I'm talking British size, 28. And the the shit she was doing, I was like, oh my God, I want to be you because she was just incredible. And I started to see a personal trainer because that was when I wanted to gain strength. And and that was kind of the avenue I go down. And I think once you realize that you being strong is something that you can be and you can enjoy it and you don't just have to move your body for punishment and also pole dancing is not what they say it is in the clubs and geez if you're a pole dancer in a club you must have some serious strength because I don't know how they do it all night every night but I think that totally changes your attitude you do a lot of crossfit now don't you yeah yeah so how did you because CrossFit is something that for a very long time I had a really negative attitude towards um and it's only recently that I've been I I would really love to do it and I think that a lot of that comes from I'm a mom now and I never get time to do any kind of community workout anymore like and it's it it's great I've got a gym at home I teach clients but that sense of like being with other people working towards common goals and having that drive it really appeals to me now um but I am a little bit wary of it and it's nothing that we've really talked about on the podcast so can you tell us a bit about it yeah of course so I was still pole dancing but I was kind of like 
so yeah like it's all cool giving yourself your own workout but <laughs> I'm maybe not someone that does the hard stuff on my own and I need a bit more of an encouragement like I don't think there's any shame in that but I think PTs maybe are expected to always be pushing themselves and doing the hard shit all the time and I'm kind of like I'll just go and do my nice little lifts in my garage and then that'll be enough for me kind of thing so I was feeling like I want something that's a bit more of a challenge that I am actually gonna improve my fitness and um even though I'm getting stronger on my own, it's the cardio aspect that I would never do really because um, don't really like it, but I know it's good for me. And again, I knew there was a community around that, just like you said with the pole dancing. Um, so I just thought I'd give it a go. And it was horrendous. <laughs> it was actually really, really hard. And I think you first go in thinking, well, yeah, I can lift that for like 12 reps. So I can do five rounds of 20 reps. No, you really, can't like it's so <laughs> difficult I'd never put a kettlebell over my head before but here I go 16 kilos just swinging it about over my head and I was like huh yeah this sucks but I did like the challenge and I loved that community aspect and I was like on my own I would have never even attempted that I would have looked at that and gone absolutely not or I'd maybe given one round ago and go yeah that's enough so it was almost like keeping me accountable to do something a little bit more challenging, um, which I liked that part of it. But also it's not impacted me in any way. To There's, I think, a bit of a stigma in that, like, you've got to go hard and you've got to go fast and you've got to be top of the leaderboard every week. And, like, that doesn't really motivate me at all. So I'm probably the worst CrossFitter out there because I don't really care about where I come or... Um, but I love that community and yeah, sometimes it's like, okay, I probably could have gone a little bit harder, a little bit faster that week, but who actually cares? Like I turned up and I did it. And I think that's more important than anything. <clears throat> yeah. Is, definitely it, um, is it quite, cause I, I'm a bit like Amy and I, you know, in, in the same, same as you, I, I love that community aspect. I used to go to a um a local gym and it was like group strength training and um it was really really like I loved the fact that you got to have that social element and you were all doing the same things and um you sort of spotting each other and I I got so strong and and so fit and I made so many friends but it was it was very 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 diet culture and and the reason why 99% of the people probably even 100% of the people were doing it purely for um weight loss and um or to to you know do the next transformation challenge and um and you know I miss that gym because of the social aspect, but I, I'd never go back because it's so heavily diet culture. And also I've, some of the, I've probably pissed off some of the personal trainers because I call out, not them personally, but the stuff that they promote, like <laughs> call it out, obviously, as you do on, on social media. So I would be a bit like sheepish going in, but that that's the thing that that puts me off doing something like CrossFit because I feel like I would get a lot out of it as well but how do you find the diet culture side of it is it very diet culture or is it more like look at what my body can do or a bit of both um there's obviously 
I think whenever you enter any kind of fitness space, there is obviously going to be the odd comment that the only thing that I've really witnessed is more women talking about themselves and maybe putting themselves down and being like, like maybe we'd have a photo after the workout or something like that. And someone might be like, oh no, look at that part of me or look at that yeah, part, yeah. which I think we probably still experience with like friends and family and yeah, they yeah. still make those kind of comments. But um, very rarely is there, this is just from the box that I go to, very rarely is there like, this is to burn calories. Yeah there's not that much chat about that at all. It is more focused about what you can do and how you do it. And they don't have any mirrors up in any of the CrossFit boxes. And the reason is that because they are more into what you're doing, how you're moving, should I say, yeah. not what you look like. I think that's something that I think is really cool about it, that there mm-hmm. is not, there's only a mirror in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard, it's hard to escape that, I think. Oh well, yeah, it is in the world generally it's hard yeah. to, to escape yeah. it especially in in the fitness industry but what what about the trainers are they kind of more focusing on technique and, and stuff yeah yeah I think like the trainers at the one I go to are awesome and there's some yeah. nutrition people there as well that have a very similar outlook to me so like yeah, yeah it definitely lucked out in that respect there isn't a lot of um there isn't much diet yeah. chat in terms of how they're talking about the workout um it is more about let's see how you can move but, yeah yeah I, I I assume I'm lucky but you don't you don't know yeah <laughs> I've been to I've been to a couple in other places and again very similar experience it's more about what you're doing um it does yeah. seem to feel as though when CrossFit was first introduced, it was very like hard and full on. But the more people I've spoken to about it, the more it seems to have pulled back and developed a better attitude. Um, which is probably why I'm I'm more pro CrossFit now. Like just and again, as I say, being a parent totally changed it because when you've got a tiny little one at home and, and you get very like I get very little time outside of work to myself. I get very little time to, my training tends to be like if I've got half an hour between clients or, and, or if, you know, if my parents have her overnight. <laughs> um, but then even that is, it's quite isolating to always be doing it on your own and, and you do miss the community. And I think that's, that's a big thing for, for any parent, like, mm-hmm. You, you, that's why fitness is such a big thing for for people when they become parents I mean a lot of it yes it's the getting your pre-baby body back which is as we know a lot of crap um but I think more than that it's about getting a little bit of you having a little bit of you um which you're about to find out are you not whore yes so now 12, 12 weeks now. So just had my scan yesterday. So yeah, mental, crazy. And it's been quite, I mean, I did have to tell the coaches kind of early on when I was going to classes because my energy levels have just plummeted and I haven't been able to do what I would normally do, which absolutely fine. It hasn't bothered me at all in the slightest. Um, But you know, like you'll have somebody encouraging you being like, go on, do another round, just go a few more. And I'm like, mate, you got, you got to stop because it's not going to happen today. (laughs) 
yeah um yeah it's been fun <laughs> so far so how yeah. have you how have you adapted your training then and and I imagine everything training eating like even working with clients will be different yeah um eating has been mainly potatoes so in theory I should have a lot of energy but it doesn't feel that way at all as um, I'm sure you both know yourselves and training like has really scaled back to be honest my heart rate is going through the roof like just by doing kind of two or three reps of something heavy so yeah it's scaled back quite a bit um which initially I think I thought like oh that would be quite a big deal for me to like think oh I've got to now actually do a little bit less and you know, really put into practice what I preach, right? And really listen to my body. But actually, it hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be at all. Um, just because I'm confident, I think now in knowing that training will be there after this process, and there'll be a, there'll be some form of it and strength can be built up again. And, you know, your body's not broken after pregnancy, it's not something to, to fear and shouldn't be stopping any moving so to speak right now but I'm just doing what I can and adapting as I can everything feels okay at the moment nothing feels weird so the movements have stayed pretty much the same but just a little bit less of them and a little bit of lower intensity yeah Mm. and I think there's so much misinformation out there as well to tell you what you should and you shouldn't do um and I think you know, when when I was pregnant, they said, oh, anything you did before, you can do during pregnancy, but try not to do too much. And I was thinking, well, you're telling me not to do too much, but I teach six classes and and I have clients and I do my own workouts. So what's intense for one person is not necessarily intense for another person. Um, And at the end of the day, I think you know your own body best. And like you're saying you've you've scaled it back and I I was before I got pregnant in my head I was like oh my god if I can't train I'm gonna freak out like it's what helps me it's what calms me it's what and then actually when I was pregnant I was thinking for the, at least for my first trimester oh my god there's no way there is absolutely no way like it taught it all just goes out of your head um, but it's ebbs and flows as well, because now that you kind of passed that first trimester, you'll probably, I hope, I really hope for you, that you'll, you will get like little bursts of energy back and you'll feel better and you'll have days where you feel good and you'll want to do more. Um, and then you'll start to get all of the delightful pelvic floor. <laughs> yeah, no. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, as long as you follow Amy Snelling, you'll be fine. Yeah, right? because... well, absolutely safe. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Actually, that's actually been a really big help, actually, because I think like, so when I had my first midwife appointment, and this is in no way like bad on the, um, it was a trainee midwife that was there in my appointments. This is no way bad on her. She's just repeating what she's been told recently. Right. But she was like, oh, so you're a PT, but you know, like you shouldn't be doing any lifting now, like maybe just stick to movement, like yoga and whatever. Um, and obviously like through all of Amy's information, I have the confidence to know that I'm safe to do that. 
Mm. be thinking in a different situation if I didn't know that that definitely would have made me second guess myself and be like oh god am I causing harm Mm. and I think it's terrible for somebody that may have been sedentary beforehand before getting pregnant and then thinking okay I want to try something now for my health and to help me through this pregnancy but they hear that and then they may be like what what should I do like what is and isn't safe if I'm being told this isn't safe then how can you guarantee this is safe it just brings up more questions than it doesn't empower you yeah and you know even before we we hit record you know you were saying about your friend who's literally doing sort of personal best in the gym and, and she's smashing it and everything and I think that we know that with fitness there isn't one one size fits all and I think you know it's difficult it's difficult to say no you shouldn't you shouldn't do this because as, as you know as Amy says every, every you know everybody knows their, their body and and you've got to listen to your body and and I suppose it's it's taking it with a with a pinch of salt really and um yeah it 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 is difficult it's difficult yeah but that's it exactly I think just listening to what feels okay and what doesn't and like it's no big issue if you have to stop early or I think that's the thing it's really has made me focus on what feels right and what doesn't and going with it which is I think it's quite a privilege in itself really to have that opportunity to really tune in and know where my clients are coming from when they have similar thoughts and feelings as well yeah I, I definitely think that you will find that pregnancy and postpartum it will help you with your clients because for me I I I only train women and it's just happened that way um and the majority of them are part-time working moms or stay-at-home moms and I could before I could I could sympathize with them and totally understand every situation but now it's like oh, I'm really sorry I've got to cancel the last minute because my little boy has thrown up all over the living room or because my little girl is just being so clingy, she won't let me leave. And I'm like, yep, I get it. I totally understand it. But then that kind of works both ways. There has been days where we have had childcare issues and my clients have been here while my little girl's been sat in the corner of the room and they are... I hate it because it's really hard because I'm like, I can't be mom and PT at the same time, but they love it because they, they think it's great because she's there. And I, it just gives you another, it's not like another string to your bow. It's another point of view and, and another way to understand your clients and tune into them. Um, how have you, I'm imagining that online, it's been much easier to get away with the first trimester because you, you don't have to sort of throw yourself around and be stood with your clients all the time so how how has it gone yeah yeah 100 that side has been absolutely fine um so I'm pretty much split half and half now I, half of my clients I see face to face the other half they're all online um so we only meet up for kind of a 15 to half an hour um 15 to 30 minute chat weekly which yeah you can get through that that's fine (laughs) so that and you know doing their programs when I can which maybe it's been at strange times of the day but yeah absolutely fine 
Can you do classes as well online as well? Uh, like, yes. Yeah, that's been harder. Because <laughs> <laughs> two of them are at 8 a.m. And yeah, struggle. But again, it's it's been manageable. It's fine. It's the 30 to 45 minutes, three times a week. Like, it's not, it hasn't been ideal and it's not been the easiest, but you get through it. And like, a lot they do prefer it actually if I'm watching them what if I'm watching what they're doing um rather than actually it's not my workout really so that kind of has worked in my favor as well (laughs) what so what sort of classes is it is it strength training classes yes so I've got a body weight core class on a Monday lunchtime and then mobility and flexibility on Wednesday morning and then a strength class on Thursday morning yeah yeah so just, just to add to everything else that you do as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think, well, all business coaches tell me I'm doing the wrong thing, but that's fine. <laughs> I just like, even though maybe one part doesn't make a huge amount of money, I think it's more important to actually offer the accessibility. And for some people, face-to-face is the only option so my mum for example like we do one PT session a week and she joins two of the classes per week she said if I wasn't there doing it she would not do it so it's really important to me that I'm absorbing costs elsewhere to keep things running for the people that wouldn't do that on their own yeah yeah um um, yeah I've got a client that I've had literally since I started um I've trained uh, through pregnancy, postnatally, and and I mean, a little boy now is coming up three, um, and she said to me, her husband had turned around and been like, do you not think you could stop going now? And she went, no. Just not from the point of like, view that he wanted yeah. her to stop coming, but I, not, could you not do it by yourself? And she said, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it by myself, but also... She's a mom with three kids. Like, this is her time. Yeah. Her, this is the only time that she has for herself. So she's like, this is sort of my self-care. And she does come in and quite often I get sort of a face pulled at me when I tell her to do so. She goes, really? <laughs> she always says she enjoys it and feels good. And it, it is that sometimes you just need somebody else. I think yeah. that's the case with a lot of clients. You yeah. just need somebody else there. Yeah, you really do. Like not like you said earlier, you know, not one approach fits everybody. Yeah. There's millions of ways you can go about getting more exercise into your week. Um, so that is why I try to offer options. Mm-hmm. I like I'll continue to offer them. I don't know how long I'm gonna have off, but I intend to come back as soon as possible. One of my clients even said this morning, she asked actually, she said, so what? what's your plan? Do you have a bit of a plan? And I said, I don't, but I intend to come back as soon as possible. And she went, well, they can just sit in the corner, can't they? And we'll just do our thing. I was like, yeah, cool. If you're fine with it, then we're great. <laughs> yeah, wait and see how you feel. <laughs> I know. No, I'm not making any promises, but like. I remember saying, I said I was going to do three months and I took five and a half okay that's not too fast it wasn't no and to be honest I think that was like the best amount of time 
in my situation because our little girl wasn't well for she didn't start to gain weight until she was 10 weeks old so we spent a lot of time in hospital so if I'd only taken the three months I would have missed out on that but I know a lot of people who have um they get to six months and they're like oh god I wish I could go back to work like it's great but you 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 miss you crave like social interaction and routine and again that's why people like I've got all of these mums that come for PT because it's it's just that time and and I don't know about you but I know the life stories of the majority of my clients because it's like a safe space isn't it they'll tell you everything that they've got going on and everything that's stressing them out and everything that so it's it is like yeah it is great to get back to work but um it all depends on what happens I really hope it goes well for you though have you thought about how you'll adapt your training or has it made you want to learn more about pre and postnatal and that kind of thing sure it hasn't made me think in that much depth about it yet just because I think I've just been very focused on the moment and how I've been feeling each day and being like okay what's manageable manageable today because it might not be tomorrow um so no I'm not sure I'm pretty sure I will go back to CrossFit and continue to listen to how things are feeling and just like I said earlier like just having that confidence in knowing that like my body won't be broken afterwards or like mm. unless anything goes really wrong <laughs> but you know um everything everything will be fine in the end but I think I it's that attitude it's you it, it's so lovely like to come into it with that kind of like really chill and just you know my body's gonna do its thing and you know and it's it's lovely it's lovely and, and I'm wondering if or well, a big part of that is probably because you're not really in diet culture you, you're rejecting those those messages and I think you know we've not really spoken about how diet culture affects um you know pregnant uh people before and it's 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 crazy it, it's really really crazy I mean the amount of um uh, throughout my pregnancy I mean this was like God, 12 years ago, my little boy's going to keep calling him a little boy. My, my boy is turning 12. He's like the height of me now Um, next month. And in my pregnancy, I, I was very, very much in diet culture and I um had no energy whatsoever. And I just didn't do any exercise and I did put on a, a, a huge amount of weight. And then when I had him, I went straight on Weight Watchers and I lost like three stone in the first like eight months. But I did it through like, I'd use all my points on um, cookies and Diet Coke (laughs) and like... (laughs) And then I'd just have like vegetables because veg vegetable soup and, and vegetable curry was free. So I'd I'd eat that. And it it was it was crazy because obviously it didn't give me what I needed, but the focus was very much on right, you need to lose the weight um that, that you've put on in, in pregnancy and 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 all of this sort of stuff. And my goodness, my body image was was completely, yeah, completely awful. And I think if I if I did 
get pregnant, which I'm not going to have another another kid. But if I did at this point, it would be a much nicer experience in the way that I talk and think about um, my own body. It's, yeah, it's going to be, it will be interesting for sure. Because like, my body hasn't really ever changed. I mean, obviously it's changed a bit now compared to when I was 18, but it's not, it's not changed that much. So it will be interesting. I'm sure there will be some wobble moments that come with hormones, there's bound to be, but I think I will be resilient to, I will definitely, I'll be resilient to any kind of diet. It's just dealing with those thoughts when you look at yourself in the mirror, isn't it? That I'm sure like, even though we're in the space that we're in, you still have those wobbles day to day where you don't feel your hot. Yeah. <laughs> you did a post the other day Amy on Instagram about you know be, be feeling bloated and it was yeah so um as I've said I'm going through IVF treatment and I've got to inject myself with hormones daily and the way that that's like made my stomach blow out it's so uncomfortable and I was um messaging a friend and she was asking how I was and I was like oh my stomach is absolutely huge like I'm so uncomfortable and I took a photograph to send her a picture of my stomach and I looked back at the photograph and I almost laughed to myself because the image that I had in my head and what I was seeing every time I looked in the mirror was so vastly different to this image that I was seeing on my phone screen. And yes, to me, compared to like my normal stomach, it it was bigger. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, you must look at least six clothes sizes bigger. And like, like I don't have an issue with if no. I wear anything, but it's it is definitely about how you feel and yeah. just that feeling so uncomfortable constantly I was just like I am over this but think that we do have this thing in our head constantly of if I feel like it I must look like it and it it's absolutely not true and pregnancy is the craziest time as well because you can feel like absolute crap and everyone around you will be applauding you for your for your body getting bigger and then as soon as you have the baby, when you're like happier than you've ever been, that is when everybody starts criticizing your body. And it's so backwards. It's yeah. absolutely insane. And you just, I feel like you should wear a badge that says, do you want to comment on my body? You push a baby out of your vagina. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I know. I think that's probably what will screw with my head the most is, probably other people's comments yeah um like because who knows what will happen but I've already had some people say like well you'll snap straight back like but it's like I mean it doesn't matter if I don't it really like I couldn't give two shits but what other it's what other people think isn't it and that always will be the really hard thing to navigate and brush brush off really and it's hard because people don't know what you've been through as yeah. well. Like with me, a lot of people made comments about, you look great. You just, you look like you just took a beach ball up your top. And I felt like saying, yes, because every day for three months, I literally had my head down a toilet. Yeah. I was so ill and I lost, I lost a stone and a half in my first trimester because I was so ill. And yet all you see is 
the like this this positive that I'm I've not gained weight when in reality does it matter if like my body is quite visibly changing does it matter if my my weight is changing um but yeah it is it is absolutely crazy but just embrace every minute of it yeah and I'll be ready with the fuck you snapback culture posts when I come back so yeah I'll make I will make that badge well we've both got a a background in fashion so why don't we um create a a fashion line yes (laughs) 100% (laughs) 100% <laughs> did you find when you were working in fashion I mean I don't know how much how deep you are into it but you've swapped from fashion and all of the the pressure and and body type and diet culture to fitness and the pressure and body types and diet yeah. <laughs> did you find one worse than the other or is never it... made that connection before actually that's so true um have I found one less than the other probably the fashion has been worse because I've come into I didn't spend a long time in that more diet culture side of fitness mm-hmm. from trying something else and getting through kind of the other side of it um yeah I think the fashion industry is maybe it's less obvious but it's always there with like the whether it be small comments about the actual clothing or like the office culture chat that's kind of like oh I I can't eat that I've got to be good or like Mm -hmm. you know the diet chat that comes with all of that because it's all so ingrained it's a re- that's a really good question though, Amy, because I'm thinking about it from my point of view as well. And being at uni, it was very like, even though I was, um, I would say in comparison to my body size now, I was quite small. Um, well, I was still the biggest in the on my course, but there was a, a really heavy focus on eat, being as skinny as possible. Um and I was, I was sort of, I bought into that. And I never felt that, that um, I don't think anybody ever feels their body's good enough though. Like but when you're deep in diet culture. Um, but uh, I I see, I, I'd say that, that, I'd say that fitness is, is, is worse. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it, they're, 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 they've got similarities, haven't, haven't they? I think for me, I'm looking at it from different point of view because when I was in fashion, I was deep in diet culture. As I'm in fitness, I'm not. And when you're not, you're kind of more aware of it because it's, ev- yeah, you know, you can, you can spot it. Whereas, whereas when you're in it, it's just normal. It's just, what yes. yeah, that's so true. You're just, you're kind of like conforming to it. Right. Whereas now going against it is maybe a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I do think social media has been a really good tool um, for all that it, it, don't get me wrong. It's got its downfalls, but for people who are more like-minded and trying to push the narrative that you know fitness isn't about changing your body it's about more about like we need to learn to appreciate our bodies and I think that's something that we've we've forgotten like I remember when I was a kid and my mom used to go to keep fit classes and step classes and it wasn't like super intense workouts to burn all of the calories and like now it seems 
to to be that is the drive like how intense can my workout be so that I can burn off all of this like negative or I can burn off all of this fat and fitness watches I can never decide I've got one I wear my Apple watch but I can never decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing and I think for some people they're really great if you're trying to like hit certain goals and um I also think you can really easily lock into them and and it can when I was sort of at the depths of my my eating disorder it was probably the worst thing that you could ever strap to my wrist because I would consistently be looking at steps and calorie count and everything um so I think it's a it's not necessarily about like it being worse but it's about the attitudes that that you develop and the things that you look for because I think now if I look at people that I would would have followed when I started in the fitness industry versus the people that I follow now a lot a lot of what frustrates me and other trainers I've spoken to is um not just him but there tend to be a lot of male influence not saying that there's not females but a lot of male influence that that slate the fact that you're talking about your hormones impacting your weight what a load of shit blah 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 and I'm like well actually actually female health is way more under research than male health actually do you have a menstrual cycle? Can you tell me how that impacts your training? No, you can't because you're a man. Actually, when they've done that bare minimum research, they have found that your hormones do impact your weight, your energy levels, your fitness levels. Like, like there's so much, <clears throat> there's so much that goes unspoken about, and yet they decide that it's fact. That yeah. we're all just lying. Obviously, yeah. obviously, obviously, we're all just lying. Yeah. Just moaning, aren't we? Just moaning about it. Just, just a reason to moan, you know. I literally it's saw a video today where this, yeah, exactly, hysterical. I literally saw. I mean, I don't look at a hell of a lot of other people's fitness content anymore because partly, it, partly it pisses me off, but also I just don't think it makes for very happy person if you're forever kind of picking at other people and what they're doing so my headspace now is kind of like I'm gonna do me if you're gonna come over and talk to me about it fine like I'm gonna clap back but like yeah but anyway (laughs) I did see sometimes it just slips through the cracks doesn't it and you see stuff and you're like oh my god um somebody saying fitness and nutrition myths that just need to stop your genetics have no play in how you look I'm like what it's what it's overconsumption. I'm like, what the fuck, mate? Because I, I think one of the sayings that like the body neutral space says quite often is we could all eat and work out exactly the same and we would still look wildly different. Like you don't need much kind of, I don't know. You don't need much proof to know that. I was like, oh my God. This it's, guy like, has- it's basically like saying that um, ethnicity doesn't exist. If you're saying, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like with genetics, it's yeah. like, genetics doesn't doesn't change anything about you so does that mean we're all going to be the same the I same know. color I know. like it, it it's ridiculous 
it's 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 literally saying that yeah <laughs> yeah. but like this is someone that's got thousands of followers and again it like you're saying about the other person that's gonna make somebody feel like absolute dog shit and they're really gonna question why things aren't working for them when they're going down that route and well there's there's this is the thing there's no interest in it, it's all very very much focused on individual responsibility and nobody's actually tackling the, the the bigger picture because there's no money to be made out of that and you know looking at the sort of the socio um economics and the social determinants determinants of health and and everything because it's not it's not in capitalism's best interest so then that's where it comes from the top and it's just trickling down to these genetically quote-unquote genetically gifted quote-unquote is gifted um personal trainers that are just like well I can do it so therefore everyone can do it and this is what everyone else is saying so therefore it must be true and it's it's just it's just a load of bullshit um yeah that's my rant for the day. Hundred <laughs> percent, it is. It comes down to more than that. It's not just. It's not how lazy you are, or you know, like you say. I have one question that I wanted to ask that I that I we went off on a tangent, so I didn't get to ask it. How did your dad enjoy CrossFit? Oh my god, he loved it. <laughs> I love that you took your dad to CrossFit. That is so cool. So, how old's your dad? He is now 63, yeah, 63. And did he um, for the first time? Yeah, that was his first time. My dad's always been quite fit. He, so he's a cyclist and he's done, he does like hundreds of miles on his bike weekly. Um, but only like since joining my classes, he's now getting into a bit more strength training. So I knew he'd just like the challenge of cross. He loves a challenge. And I, I've given him some stuff before that my mom has then been like, can you not give him that again, please? Because he's complaining through going up and down the stairs and it's quite dull. I was like, okay, sorry. Um, but he just really, he really likes the challenge and he likes to push himself because he's from that more um, endurance mindset. So yeah, he really enjoyed it. The technical movements were, we did have a workout that was like clean. So there was some Olympic lifting in there, which was a bit of a challenge, but um, it was good fun. And he was going to me whilst we were doing it. Um, he was like, oh, come on then, let's see your bicep, flex for me. And I showed him and he went, see, my biceps are bigger than yours, but I can't get that over my head. <laughs> That's and then so cool. Like, it's so cool that he just went and did it. But also, like, what a boss move. Like, he, he just, yeah, I'm in my 60s. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. And that's the attitude that you should be able to have and just being able to try anything and yeah. I'm sure you've been a massive influence I think I've helped him see a diff I'm hoping I've helped him see a different side of things because I think he's is very much he can be sometimes like I have to do this no excuses you know um so I mean that's a lot of years to chip away at you know 60 odd years of always being in that mindset but I think slowly it's starting to creep in that you got to rest, Dad. You got to let those muscles heal as well. So um, we're getting there. We're getting there. That's very cool. And then soon enough, you know, give it a few years, and it'll be father, daughter, and grandchild going. Get kids. Here we come. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have heard it's a good environment for little ones. It's funny, yeah. I do see that because I have clients at the same time that they've got that class running. It's it is hilarious. It looks like absolute chaos, but um, they have no fear, do they? So they're just throwing themselves around. <laughs> yeah, and it's the best age to get them to do that because then they develop a better relationship with exercise. Yeah, how people so be strong above anything else yeah. and be really strong. Yeah. I mean, part of me hopes it is a girl just so I can really be that influence to be like, we're going to be strong and, yeah. you know, why? And yeah, that would be a very exciting thing. Well, I hope everything goes really well and we'll be thinking of it and watching out for all of the updates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this weekend. I haven't put it on the gram yet. <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Hope. It's been absolutely amazing and we'll speak to you again soon i'm sure thanks so much thank you